1: I feel like I need to rush out on stage with this song. Man, rocket and rollin'. Uh, good evening, everyone. Hello, St. Louis and surrounding areas. You are not listening to another edition of the Dollars and Cents show, but, you know, you're listening at least to the guy who has hosted that show for, uh, gosh, two and a half decades. Here on Camo X, but occasionally I do get let out for good behavior and get to fill in on a weeknight. And that's what I'm doing this evening. Welcome, everybody, to, um, well, this, uh, it's a little bit of a strange show, which I'll tell you about in just a second. But first, way, by way of introduction, my name is Dave Simons. By day, the job that puts food on the table once educated the kids who are now gone, but will soon help pay for a wedding yes my daughter is getting married next year but uh yeah all part of the day job certified financial planner head of the simons and cordis wealth management group located within the friendly confines of ubs financial services that's the day job this is sometimes the nighttime fun that i get to uh, get out and host at your service occasionally did a couple of weeks ago and get to do it again here on this thursday evening so um You know, in the early days of the pandemic, most of us uh, who were associated really with any radio station learned how to do these kinds of things from home. We were required. So technological advances that had already been in place were suddenly cast forward to be put into use like today for everybody at home. And I was no exception hosting the dollars and cents show and then the occasional fill in during a weeknight. But it's been a while. The, the preference is to always be in the studio, not only is the quality of sound uh, top notch is as good as it's going to get. And, and the technology has really improved so much, even from remote locations that it's hard to tell very often. Um, so I always prefer to be in studio and just the feel of it. You get the energy that you can't get in your little office at home. And you're there with everybody, you've got your producer there, you've got the news people coming in, you get to chat with everybody, you get in your zone, and just being in my little corner office in, um, off the off the living room in front of a TV screen is just not the same. Well, that's a long introduction to let everybody know that, uh, full disclosure, I am hosting tonight's show from my little office at home, and when i host this sunday's edition of the dollars and cents show on super bowl sunday late afternoon i will also be at home not because i want to but because through covid protocol i have to yes folks i thought somehow i was going to get through unscathed but i just tested positive yesterday for the for the first time uh i'm i'm very very lucky though i the symptoms that i have had this week are really 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 small a sore throat uh, i don't know for those of you who are maybe used to my voice you might it might sound a little more hoarse than normal but it's not bad now by the end of this two-hour show i can't promise anything i've got um, a couple things of water here i've got a little tea with lemon in between during commercial breaks i got my lozenges so i could be really hoarse by about the time we get closer to 10 o'clock tonight we shall see and then again for the dollars and cents show on sunday but i think i'm for for a lot of us who had not had COVID, and for all of you who still don't have it i'm wondering if you feel the same way that i have felt where we kind of just started to accept the fact that we are going to all eventually get it to some degree at some point. And when Omicron came and it became much more transmissible and it was another huge wave and the numbers were spiking and it's like, okay, I guess it's just going to happen. It's going to sweep through the world. We're all going to get some variant of it. And then maybe we can finally put this to bed and move on. But then when the cases started to come down here again, recently, and even some of the experts were thinking, this could be it. I mean, we might still get another variant, but it it's its just, I think we've seen the worst of this in terms of the number of cases. And typical pandemics in the history of the, of, of the recorded world, they, they typically lasted a couple of years or so, at least a peak part of it. And then I started to think, wow, is it possible that I could actually get through this thing and be one of the lucky few? claim they never had it, at least didn't know. I, I suppose it's always possible we had it, very asymptomatic, I had never been tested. Well, that's not true. I had to be tested once before and I was negative, but never tested positive. But earlier this week, I started to feel a little bit of a sore throat. And I think we've all become a little bit more of a, a hypochondriac through COVID because we sometimes forget You know what, it's possible just to get a sore throat still. That has nothing to do with COVID. It's possible to still have a runny nose or get a headache and it has nothing to do with the coronavirus. But that seems to be the first place our minds go these days, right? So I had the sore throat earlier this week. Eh, didn't worry about it too much. It sort of lingered, got a little scratchy, Didn't sleep really well a couple of nights ago. Okay, so yesterday I thought, I'm just gonna go ahead and take a test. Knowing that I was gonna go down to the X studio. I'm I'm very cognizant of that. I respect those that I'm around. Just like you can imagine a studio like that, very tightly enclosed in the studio, not probably a lot of air movement. Yeah, I'm just gonna get tested. Sure enough, there's the positive line. Oh man. He started to get a little i don't know just a little sure of myself i think i'm going to get through this no so uh called the powers that be at camo x and said as far as i'm concerned i'll still do the show but it's going to have to to uh, be remotely so there you go folks i got it but i'm very lucky very fortunate uh first of all i have no pre-existing conditions uh lucky and blessed to be healthy Uh, I'm not of that certain age. I'm 59. So, you know, they say 65 and above. I mean, I see it on the horizon, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, What else? Uh, Exercise. um, I've been triple vaxxed, got the booster. Now it's Omicron, which is, you know, the less virulent kind. So all those things taken together, no big surprise that this is not hit me for a loop i work work working full days and now sleeping sleeping just well but this got me thinking though it just takes me back this whole concept of what this country has gone through the last couple of years and and really the dark side of this unfortunately i can't help but to go there and realize how divisive of an issue this has become when i think there's no reason for it there just is no reason for it and it started right from the very beginning. I mean, right when you hear the first stories coming out of China. And I I understand early on as we're trying to figure this out and people are a little distrusting naturally a lot of times what the government's telling you. But man, it went way off the deep end. And because we've had the advent of social media come front and center through all of this, the rabbit holes that people have chased this thing down in the dark corners of the web and So I want to, what I want to do is give one example, just one example of how one little lie can start in one little corner of the world. And because of social media and because of the dark corners of the web and because of the political ideologues that are out there today, We can take what we now know to be an original lie, and yet it exists today as truth because people refuse to do a little digging and try to find the genesis of a particular statement that is being made. No matter how provocative the statement is, no matter how somewhat unrealistic it may sound to our ears at first, if it fits into our preconceived notions about it, then we are going to glom on it and make that truth as well and it really has to stop. So when we come back, I want to... This is a very instructive illustration of how this works. Now, I don't want anyone to accuse me of taking one side or the other politically. I'm an equal opportunity antagonist. I don't try to antagonize. That's not my goal. So to prove that, even though to make this case, I have to be on one side because this is a Republican center senator that I have to go after here to make a point. But then I'm going to go over on the left and and say this kind of stuff happens over there just to try to even it out to prove my point that this is something that neither side can lay claim to or neither side can point to the other side and say, yeah, they do it worse. Now, we're not going to go there. It's both sides of the aisle. So. Thank you for joining us. We've got a lot to get to, and it's not all going to be heavy stuff. I've got some fun things to talk about, like this wild story that has to do with the formation of Led Zeppelin that I don't think anyone knows about. I just sort of stumbled on it. And you don't even have to be a rock and roll fan or a Led Zeppelin fan to hear this and go, wow, how serendipitous is that? Something that occurred way back in the late 60s. It had such an influence and impact and effect on the future of music. One particular night in 1969. So we'll do some fun stuff like that. Now, because of what I do for a living as well, uh, obviously managing money and acting as a certified financial planner, the kind of stuff that's happening in the economy and the marketplace is front and center. And I think that uh, this is something that we're all aware of, and that is this inflation issue that is not only not diminishing, but seems to be getting worse, if you heard the inflation numbers today. And the very people who are assigned to help this situation are actually making it worse and creating a bigger divide between the haves and the have-nots in this country. It's become a very big populist theme that is having a major impact on the political narrative of today and the political divide based on what one group of intellectuals is doing. Yes, it's the old unintended consequences of good intentions and we'll dig into that uh, in the second hour
0: we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch
1: All right. Welcome back, my friends. It is 836 in St. Louis. You are listening to At Your Service on KMOX. Dave Simons filling in tonight. And uh, apparently we had uh, the audio didn't sound so great. I was a little afraid of that being in the home studio tonight. But hopefully we've cleared up some of the issues. And uh, my melodious golden voice is now a little clear, despite the scratchiness that I'm fighting here tonight. But we shall get through this. All right. To pick up where we left off. I had talked about the fact that um, a certain senator from Wisconsin recently said on a podcast show a couple of weeks ago, January 27th, he um, repeated the story that's going around. I had hundreds and hundreds of these athletes just in the prime of their lives, in their 20s and 30s, as healthy as any people on the planet, professional athletes, just dropping dead on, on the basketball court or the soccer pitch or whatever. And, um, and that just continues to get picked up when it, it all goes back. It all starts with one particular episode last June 12th in a Euro soccer match between Denmark and Finland. And there's 29-year-old Christian Eriksson, one of the best players in the world, by the way, and he just collapses on the field. So there's a blogger over in that area of the world, a guy named Lubos Motl, M-O-T-L. He's uh, got a history of making all kinds of false claims, and that includes about these vaccines. So he quickly gets on his own blog and he says, hey, everybody, do you know this Erickson cat who just like collapsed and almost died? You know, he just got the Pfizer vaccine 12 days ago. Do you know that? And he said that he heard that in a radio interview. And the radio interview was talking to that soccer team um, chief medic and cardiologist. So here's this guy, this blogger says, yeah, I heard this radio interview. He's the chief cardiologist for the soccer team. Erickson played for it. He said that, uh, you know, he just got the, the, the vaccine 12 days ago. Turns out he had completely made that up. No interview was ever done. The chief medical uh, uh, official and cardiologist never did any interviews. And in fact, the team hadn't vaccinated anybody. They started vaccinating their players a month later in July of a year ago. So the blogger was found out. He had been had. He quickly deleted it. He's like, oh, man, I didn't think anyone would actually check on this. So that, that tweet is gone. Too late it's had already been picked up and it's spread it's now getting on facebook once it gets on there forget it nobody is going to do any checking they're just going to start copying pasting repeating it that this particular player just died and then other people start saying well i heard another guy just uh some high school football player he just like passed out and and went down we're going to get to this in a second because there are some kernels of truth here and that's how these things have legs one of the entities that jumped on the story, by the way, was, uh, was a, a German language website based in Austria called Report 24. And it started to compile all of these other players, professional players around the world that were starting to drop dead after being vaccinated. So then you've got these fact-checking organizations that go to work and they look at it and go, nope, that player didn't. Nope, that player didn't. By the way, that player had a pre-existing heart condition. Oh, that player never even was vaccinated. But it doesn't matter. Once it's stated, once you tell the lie, in today's world, it's everywhere. So Let me fast forward through this a little bit here. Uh, We got this. uh, Yeah, it's all across social media. Videos. Oh, yeah. Videos were then produced. Here's one uh, called Why Are Healthy Athletes Collapsing that restated, debunked reports. Uh, Gateway Pundit is a fairly popular website, especially among those on the right. They claim. Claimed that nearly 300 athletes had collapsed or suffered cardiac arrest after getting a vaccine last year. Turned out not to be entirely true. And then that number just kept going up and up and up and up until you have another website just recently, a couple of weeks ago, called Good Sciencing, that claims its list had now grown to 577 players. Most of those had been debunked as well. So here's the kernel of truth. If you do enough research on this, you come across a medical term called myocarditis. You familiar with this? It's an inflammation of the heart muscle. It is absolutely 100% accurate that some folks, after getting the vaccine, particularly from the Pfizer vaccine, have reported this myocarditis condition, which is an enlarging, uh, enlarging and an inflammation of the heart muscle. And it's caused by a viral infection. Do you know that more people actually get myocarditis, exponentially more, from COVID itself? But that's conveniently left out. So, what all starts with one European soccer player collapsing is then picked up by a conspiracy theorist over there, which was debunked and deleted... But it's too late. It's now everywhere. And it goes all the way to recently a sitting senator's own lips. And it's just repeated because there is a kernel of truth about heart conditions, which, by the way, you should know this. There is a director of the University of Washington Center for Sports Cardiology. He's also a team physician for professional sports teams. His name is Jonathan Dresner. He very importantly noted that myocarditis represents about 4 to 5% of all the sudden cardiac arrests in athletes before the pandemic even began. Don't gloss that over. Before the pandemic, even healthy people collapse sometimes. I've already mentioned at least one high profile case. It does happen. And when it does happen, 4 to 5% of them have something to do with myocarditis. So then they take the real cases that have been reported, the myocarditis that is still occurring within professional athletes today, and they're finding that the numbers have been relatively the same as always. But now, because people have a, an ideological bent to this, they use that and say, this is why you should not be taking the vaccine. Unfortunately, that has spread to people I know who have died from it. I really don't want to get too far into this again like I did a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago when I talked about someone very close to me and my family. Very close, very close, who believed in all this stuff, had pre-existing conditions, and died at the age of 50. To hug those three teenage kids and a wife who had been vaccinated, but nobody can convince him to do so, even though we all knew if this guy gets it, it's not going to be good. And it wasn't. He was dead within two weeks of contracting COVID because of this BS that we're talking about right here. So we can have reasonable debates, and that's the key, reasonable debates. You can provide data. And there will be times where we'd all say, yeah, that's very interesting. I have no problem being challenged or anything. But don't have such an ideological bent where you don't actually hear the truth. So this was very, very important to me. And I just wanted to kind of tell you that this is what we're up against. And we all have a responsibility today in today's world to do our own research and have an open mind about these types of things. All right. I just, I didn't want to necessarily be on the right, uh, you know, taking to task a particular political side, this case being a Republican Senator. When I come back, we'll kind of go to a different topic, but use someone on the left to show once again, the real point of what I'm trying to make is that in today's world, you can be an expert in anything, throw something out there, and then it just goes by like by wildfire. So we'll do that when we come back. I'm Dave Simons. Thanks for tuning us in tonight. Stay with us. Folks, you'll definitely want to stay around for the second hour. Uh, I promise I'm going to get much lighter in topic and scope of discussions, but that little bumper music by the Stones will remind me of the story to tell you about uh, the formation of Led Zeppelin and the impact they had on a particular teenager who attended one of their very first shows in 1969. It's just, when I read this, I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is not a more famous story, but I had never heard of it before. Uh, That and, and some other things coming up in the second hour, including my own brush with the police three times in one year, which included a night in jail. How about that for a tease, huh? But there's a reason that I tell you those stories, though. There is actually a common theme here that we'll discuss in the second hour. I'm actually a good guy to never get in trouble, but it was just, it's a weird set of circumstances. But I promise that I would now kind of go over on the left side and, and just to sort of even things out as I use an example of someone on the right who is, is prone to conspiracies and things like that. Well, this person is not a politician, but when people look to the left, they can look to either very, very liberal Democrats, social activists, people in Hollywood, the media. Okay, so uh, rightly or wrongly, those folks are all kind of labeled under the heading of leftist ideology. So Whoopi Goldberg, no question about it, of course, over on the left. I'm not going to regurgitate everything that happened. I think you all know the story by now. She got into a whole host of uh, problems on her show, The View. I guess it was last week, maybe, when she said the Holocaust. Yeah, I think most of us know a little something about that. Apparently, she needs to maybe read a little bit more history, but she said that really wasn't about race, but it's about man's inhumanity toward man. Well, it's certainly that, the problem was and is that her understanding is really limited to how we define race in America. It's that, bi- it's that binary line between white and black, all right? That, and that doesn't make us right or wrong. It's just that's how we're brought up. But the rest of the world doesn't necessarily see that. And we all know that Hitler identified Jews as an inferior, wait for it, race, and he targeted that race for extermination. So there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that I thought was just brilliant. And it really, it, it, it talks to the bigger issue here. It's not specifically about Whoopi Goldberg. Hear this. It's written by Rebecca Sugar. Miss Goldberg's offense isn't that she's an anti-Semite. It is that she is a self-important celebrity with a platform. Like many others in her position, she takes that not as a responsibility, but as an opportunity. She speaks because she can, not because she has something informed to say. What she has read or understands about the Holocaust, about racial ideas in 19th and 20th century Europe, or about Jews in general is likely not much. Yet somehow she was enthusiastically ready to educate her co-hosts and her audience about a subject on which she couldn't write a serious two-page essay. Who does this? Who speaks with presumed authority and moral superiority but next to no knowledge? In our culture, that would be everyone with a Twitter account, an iPhone, a classroom full of students, an election coming up, or a TV show. Our entire culture is marinated in people mindlessly mouthing off simply because they have an audience. Everyone is Whoopi Goldberg in one small way, in our own small way, I should say. End quote. Amen to that. How can you not disagree? I don't care if you're on the right or left, and I'm not taking sides. That's not my point. You, you can get that in so many other places. I hope you know when you come to KMOX, and particularly when I'm filling in, I am not taking one side or the other. There's no reason to do that. You don't care if I did that. Everyone has their own opinions. I'm not trying to change it. I point out, unfortunately, what is happening in our country. And just to keep this in mind, to keep an open mind, to have respect for the other side, I know there are times that you have to have two to play, right? You have to have somebody else that you're talking to who has the same kind of respect, even if they're of a different mindset. If you don't, if they're just yelling or screaming, then walk away. But I'd like to think that we can engage in friendly debate with others. We used to be able to do that, by the way, but we all do it now because we can, right? Just as they said, we've got a platform that can be seen or heard by hundreds or thousands or millions of people or, or, or so. So I don't care if it's medical advice, stolen elections, conspiracy theories, man, we all tend to do it. All right, heaviness for the first hour, but I promise second hour will lighten the load. Some awesome stories to let you uh, in on. Stay with us. News, weather sports at the top of the hour. Together.